What's up, Let's world? Go. What do you do when <laughs> devastation invades? If you know the truth, it'll make you free. How do you move on? And whom the sun sets free, day, your life is free indeed. 24 hours, everything has drastically changed. As difficult as it may be, we must if evaluate what is lost and what is lost. Trapped in the bondage of what you used to Give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. It's Pastor Free, and listen, I'm mega excited that you're locked in to another Free Indeed Friday. Please be sure to share with your friends and your family. Get them logged onto the podcast, and all y'all gonna fool around and get a blessing. Listen, there's a word designed for you that very well might set you free. Let's laugh a little while. And if you can't laugh at yourself, at least you can laugh at the preacher. This one is called an offering. (laughs) The Baptist preacher just finished his sermon for the day and proceeded toward the back of the church for his usual greetings and handshaking uh, with the congregation. After shaking a few adult hands, he came upon the seven-year-old son of one of the deacons of the church. Good morning, Jonathan preacher said as he reached out to shake Jonathan's hand. As he was doing it, he felt something in the palm of Jonathan's hand. What's this? The preacher asked. Money, said Jonathan with a big smile on his face. And it's for you. I don't want to take your money, Jonathan, the preacher answered. I want you to have it, said Jonathan. After a short pause, Jonathan continued, my daddy says you're the poorest preacher we've ever had and I really want to help you. <laughs> Get it? He, he, he a poor preacher like he, he doesn't preach well. Deacon been talking about the pastor at home. Anyway, whatever. On Free Indeed Fridays, I try to expose you to some dope music that maybe you've never heard before. In the words of Eric Bellinger, this gonna be your favorite song. <laughs> Doing your good plan today. <laughs> Said I'm glad. I'm glad I got Jesus. I'm mighty glad. I'm glad I got Jesus. He gives me joy inside. I'm glad I got Jesus. He's the best thing. He's the best thing that ever happened that ever to me. Happened. It sound real good, fella. I'm glad. I'm glad I got Jesus. I'm glad I got Jesus. He's the best man. He's the best that ever happened to me. I like a little money, 
and whatever it brings. But without a dollar, I'm still rich as can be. Cause the one who owns everything is living inside of me. And he changed my whole world, gave me new life. He never leave my side, make everything alright. That ever happened, that ever happened to me. Yeah. That ever happened, that ever to, me. happened to me. Saying I'm glad. I'm glad I got Jesus. Anybody else glad you got Jesus? I'm glad. I'm glad Said I got him down in my feet I'm glad He's in my hand He's in my heart He's the best thing That ever happened to me Said he is the best thing
You already know what time it is. We're about to get real social with this media. Come on over to social media. Let's look at some free on Facebook. What's happening, family? Back in the gap, we used to say, what it do? Anyway, today, I want to reflect on a post from the not-so-distant past. Matter of fact, it was Valentine's Day of this year, February 14th. At 2.55 p.m., I posted, hey, family, be very careful what you share with people when y'all are cool. They will use it against you when y'all are not. Hashtag no such thing as honor anymore. Hashtag random thoughts. And listen, if I hashtag something, I mean the hashtag. And so it was just that, a random thought. No one particular person had done me dirty that particular day, although it happens. I didn't have a particular instance in mind, although there have been many. I also reckon that I'm not the only one who has lived through this particular type of experience because there is no enemy like a frenemy. I just need 32 witnesses to testify that you know what it's like to share intimate details of your life, to be uncovered and exposed and vulnerable in front of individuals because of proximity and friendship and fellowship. Y'all kicking it. You think that y'all are on the same page, like the same stuff, do the same thing, and will be in fellowship for a lifetime. And then all of a sudden, there is a rift in the relationship. Y'all fall out behind some money. Or you heard so-and-so was talking about you behind your back, and it turns into drama. Next thing you know, all your little secrets are out in the street, and you mad about it. Mad because you thought they would keep confidentiality even with the relationship consumed. Mad because you never thought that the breakup would turn into a blab session. Mad because you didn't know that X was short for exposed. And here it is, mad because they had enough truth to bury you. They really didn't have to make up lies. I hear some amens in the spirit, so I know I'm in the right vein. You know exactly what I'm talking about. There's just something about humanity that causes us to want to be vulnerable with somebody else. Causes us to want to share the deepest and even the darkest parts of our existence. We want somebody to understand who we really are at the core of our being. And when we get really close to people, we start letting them in on our secrets, becoming vulnerable, more and more transparent, letting our guard down and sometimes letting our hair down. We expose them to our routines and even introduce them to our habits. This is precisely how Judas was able to betray Jesus. He was able to see his habits as a follower and turned it into intel when he flaked on them. In the same way, this is how Daniel's haters were able to bring him down. They knew he had a habit of prayer each and every day. And as they locked in on his schedule, as they were aware of his personal routines and practices, they were able to use it against him. So it doesn't even have to be negative behavior to be distorted by negative people. Oh my God, let me say that one more time. It doesn't have to be negative behavior to be distorted by negative people. Sometimes all it takes is one misunderstanding, one person to get in their feelings, one person to decide they're no longer interested in supporting your organization, one person to determine that they can lead better than you can. And instead of building their own 
own following, they might as well hijack yours with the intel and information you've shared while your guard was down. Be clear, some people intentionally and strategically get close to you so that they can get information to destroy you. It was never a part of their agenda to build a lasting friendship with you. They weren't really trying to follow you. They were trying to use you to get wherever they were trying to go. Listen, I'm going to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth today. But in other instances, the onset of the fellowship was genuine. It was pure. That person was really genuinely trying to be in covenant fellowship with you. But because old Satan is a buster, I mean, he's a chauncey, we already know know that he specializes in confusion the perversion of the truth he causes offenses and when those offenses have taken deep root it's hard to recover when this happens healthy relationships become very unhealthy close relatives can become very distant supporters will become opposers lovers will become haters and you got it friends will become enemies and there's no enemy like one who used to be a friend there's no enemy like one who knows all of your secrets, all of your business, all of your weaknesses. <sighs> I'm getting sick just thinking about it. And if I can help somebody not go to jail by getting frustrated behind friendly fire, that's exactly what I am going to do. I want to call this a discussion today, Don't, Don't Get, get served. served. Don't Get Served. Huh? There was a movie that came out a little while ago with them uh, little boys from B2K and Steve Harvey called You Got Served. You Got the Served. The foundational premise of the movie was that these boys were a part of dance crews where they would practice these hip-hop dance moves and then battle for money. Well, it just so happened that one of the fellas in the course of the storyline got disgruntled and upset with the crew and how how things were flowing. One day they showed up for a dance off uh, with a rival group that they'd never actually danced against before. A whole lot of money was on the line and to their dismay, one of the guys who had been dancing with them was now dancing for the other team. But not only was he dancing with the other crew, he had told them all the routines, all the moves, all the antics of his former squad and he was using those moves moves against them. Man, that scene right there had me hot as Takis, because I just couldn't understand how a person could lack so much integrity, could be so shady, so fraud, uh, so so Benedict Arnold, that they could take those moves or information learned in privacy or in a relationship and use it against his friends. Busted. But the more I think about it, <laughs> man, that junk happens every day. Folk get served every day. Folk hoodwink, bamboozle, lead astray every day and they do it even to people that they used to call their ace, their homies, their partners, they nilovites. All I'm trying to say is stay woke so you don't get served. Listen, I know you're saying Pastor Freak, I feel you, I understand, maybe you've already lived through it and you're asking, well how in the world can I avoid it? How can I stop from getting served? And honestly, you may not I be asking none of that, <laughs> but I'm sure for to tell you. I'm going to just put you up 
up on game real quick so that you can avoid getting served. Now, this first thing is going to seem a little super spiritual, uh, but that's not what I'm trying to do. I really want it to be practical for you, but I need you to hear me good. You need to seek the Lord concerning your connections and your relationships and ask, ask God, God to, to show you who you, you can, can be vulnerable, vulnerable with. The truth is everybody in proximity doesn't deserve to be close. Ooh, let me say that one more time. I said everybody in proximity does not deserve to be close. There are some people who are in your life, in your circle, in your ministry, in your family, but they simply don't deserve an up close and personal seat in the deep affairs of your life. Ask, Ask God, God and he will show you. Let's stop jumping into relationships so quickly and exposing and divulging our deep and dark spaces with any and everybody who seems like they cool. Nah, take some vetting time. Step back, put some people through some tests, cause people to have to prove their loyalty in some instances, and guess what you will discover? In time, God will expose the hearts of men. Won't he God will? will cause you to see who is trustworthy and who is not. God will cause you to see how people behave when they're upset, when I they're frustrated, you. when things don't go your way, and then there you have it. A good snapshot at how people will behave when things go wrong. Their level of integrity when y'all are on the outs. Y'all see what I did there? Integrity. Wow. On the outs. I liked it. You ain't have to like it. It's funny to me. me so too. that's where it really starts. Truly seeking the face of God as to which individuals you can trust uh, with your intimate details in life. Because at the end of the day, if I'm trusting someone God never designed for me to trust, I can't be mad at nobody but me. If I pour liquids into a container that's got a hole in the bottom and then my Kool-Aid gets all over the kitchen floor or all over my new Jordans, guess who I need to be mad at? Me. I should have examined the container to see if it could even hold my contents. <laughs> my Lord. The harsh reality about people is that most folk are extremely fickle. Extremely They're hot fickle. today, cold tomorrow, love you today, hate you tomorrow, praise you today, tear you down tomorrow. And because people are so inconsistent and so fickle, you can trust that those same people who pat you on the back, wear your t-shirt, love you, support you now, may very well turn against you 180 degrees in the next him. week and you've got to be prepared for that with the understanding that I must choose my connections according to God's will for my life or I will suffer the frustration of folks fickleness Preacher, now look here y'all don't fool around and get served I done told you <laughs> here's the second way that you can um, kind of avoid it if at all possible trust people with just a little bit at a time. I'm trying to keep you uh, real practical today as to how to not fool around and get served by individuals who at one point are in close proximity and then the relationship goes bad and they uh, use and abuse intel. That's what you got to do. You got to trust people with just a little bit at a time. You see, because some of us jump into relationships like Respucia off of Norbit into the uh, water park. <laughs> 
Y'all know I'll be clowning. Listen, but for real, we've got to be very careful. You've got to learn how to trust people with some. And if they do well with a little bit, then you can trust them with a little bit more. I hear you asking, Pastor Free, how in the world can you give that advice? Because I believe that's exactly how the Lord treats us. He says, you've been faithful over few things. I'll make you ruler over many. The problem is we want to cause people to be ruler over many secrets, many uh, habits, much information in our lives, and they haven't even proven to be faithful with a little bit. So I think it's important and it's imperative to take your time to try somebody on some things. And if they do well with that, then maybe I can let you meet my family and my friends. And if they can handle that, then maybe I'll allow you to intercede with me in prayer concerning some things that I may be struggling with in my faith walk. But I can't just jump in at the beginning and give you all of me because if I give you all of me from the start, the moment things go bad, you've got all of me to crucify me with. I want y'all to practice with me real quick. I need you to practice saying this. Now listen. Now listen. I like you. I like, I like you. you. And if you be faithful, and if you be faithful over a little bit, then maybe. I give you a little bit more Just try what I'm saying And I promise you it'll bless your game It'll bless your relationships It'll bless your career It'll bless your ministry Whatever it is that you apply this principle to I promise you it'll bless you Because I've learned that people Who demand too much too soon Usually have an angle Watch We're only anxious ones. And in a hurry When we know what the desired end is Or we got some type of agenda that has been prescriptive. And so usually when people are too anxious to know too much or too anxious to get too close, uh, they usually have got something up their sleeves or something they're trying to accomplish very quickly. Because I believe that anything that's worth having is genuinely worth working, working for, for, worth waiting for, worth fighting for. And so those individuals who desire proximity in our lives should prove it prove. by being patient. Let me back up just a little bit because I meant to say this earlier and I got excited. But not only are our people fickle, but people can be petty. I need you to get that deep, deep down in your shando. Get that in your hallelujah maker. That people can be extremely petty. And so when friendships go sour, you never know how low a person is really going to go. Hurting people hurt people. And I've seen individuals go from being friends to being the worst enemies uh, but at the end of the day the saddest thing is when people go to those very petty lows of, of mud slinging and exchanging uh, insults and lying because a friendship was dissolved. Listen if it ever was truly a friendship even if you choose to dissolve the fellowship and go your separate ways to me there ought to be a degree of respect and reverence for the relationship that there once was but at the end of the day I've seen people act like what was their best friend is their worst enemy from birth, from conception. And people can get so petty as to drag family members I've and drag your children into it and try to get jobs lost. I've seen couples when they dissolve in their relationship, try to get other people fired from their I jobs. In the pro I'm talking about fine. just petty, 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 like petty LaBelle, like petty Ricky, like petty Rubble. <laughs> Ah, that was a good one. Y'all remember Betty Rubble off of Flintstones? Get it? 
Betty Rubble, Petty Rubble. Move on, bro. Anyway, y'all some haters out there. I'm going to give you one more tip to help you keep from getting served, and then we're going to jam a little bit. This last little piece is easier said than done, and it's borderline manipulation. <laughs> but uh, I believe the Bible prescribes this as an approach. If you've been friends with a person and y'all have been close and you've been vulnerable and transparent and that friendship seems to be running its course and it starts to dissolve, I don't believe you ought to just let that friend get away, for lack of a better term. Don't just allow the friendship to dissolve easily. But when it absolutely has to come to an end, this is what you can do. You, you can, can choose, choose to end, end the relationship, relationship peacefully. The word of God says, live peaceably with one another as much as it depends on you. Which seems to suggest that to a certain extent, we all have a degree of control in how relationships go. If the fellowship is coming to an end, that doesn't mean we've got to be kicking and screaming and throwing bricks and cussing one another out and all this craziness. Sometimes we can just kind of mutually have an understanding that our fellowship needs to come to an end and agree to disagree and go to our mutual corners without an earring or a wig removal moment. Here's some truth for you. If I know you're crazy, and you're holding a gun, I'm not going to antagonize you and upset you and mock you and do all these things because ultimately I understand that you have something that can harm me and you're not operating with a full deck so you might use it. I watch some of these cop shows, I especially like Law and Order SVU. And sometimes I'll see them have a person cornered and that person has a weapon in their hand. And they get so meek and so docile and you know, you don't wanna do this, you, you, really, you really shouldn't, you've got so much to live for. <laughs> they start talking to them in a way that is calming, basically trying to defuse the situation and talk the person down. This makes a bunch of sense and probably should be applied to more situations than just uh, some type of gun standoff. Because the truth of the matter is many of us know what it's like to be in relationships with individuals and, and to be hanging with them and kicking it with them and sharing, you know, our feelings about uh, other people, you know, that Charlie, we were just grumbling with nerves. at the time. And the moment that Can't that relationship it. falls apart, they run straight to that person and say, guess what they used to say about you and so on and so forth. So I'm saying, to me, it's just wisdom to not try to burn the whole house down whenever a relationship falls apart but to go to your separate corners peacefully and if that's in your control to make sure that a person knows that you dissolve the relationship with integrity that you weren't trying to use and abuse them in the end but ultimately you showed them respect then in most instances respect will be returned most because instances. usually when people don't feel salty they won't slaughter you but the problem is sometimes uh, when relationships go south we we going back and forth. We talking about mamas. We, we kind of escalating like in uh, our back and forth about trying to make the other person wrong and make them feel small. And then that's when all kind of stuff start coming out and people start throwing whatever kind of blows they can just to stay in the fight. That's why if there is no be. fight to what? be had, I told you if I can respect you and leave you with your <laughs> dignity as we go our separate ways, then I let
lessen the likelihood that there'll be a clap back or some type yeah, of yeah, you uh, know, misuse of information or intel that you may have about my personal weaknesses, struggles, or even strength. Here it is. If you want to not get served, you've got to learn how to leave people alone without leaving them broken. That's Just because about. our fellowship must come to an end doesn't necessarily mean that I want you to live the rest of your days broken. I don't want other people to have to suffer the pain from our fallout. I don't want your next pastor to have to deal with the hurt that you're dealing with because of me. His next wife just shouldn't have to serve hard time behind the crimes you committed. I'm just saying as a general rule of thumb, we need to learn how to leave people alone without leaving them broken. And if we can manage to do these practical things, then even when friends become frenemies, uh, perhaps you won't have to suffer getting served or being betrayed with information and intel that was given away uh, when they were allies. I, I hope this has been beneficial. I know it was a kind of different talk than I normally would give, but just practical advice because I have seen in far too many instances people sharing things with people that they think are friends and the moment the relationship goes bad all of the information all shared, of it. all of the experiences all that you've lived it. together all of the disappointments uh, that you would be to your family <laughs> for the stuff that you thought you was getting away with in private with your partners is now on public display and so be careful be cautious of what you share with those who you think are your friends when y'all are doing good because it may turn into ammunition when things are not so good. Anyway, I hope y'all heard me. Don't, don't get, get served. served. Your boy don't just preach. He's sick with the pen. Give him a mic and he'll go in. So I'm about to give you some of this free time music. But in the words of Erica Badu, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my stuff. <laughs> Jesus went into the Mount of Olives. And early in the morning he came again into the temple. And all the people came unto him and he sat down and taught them. And the scribes and Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they said, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Guilty, accused. Caught up. Now what do I do? But at your feet, mercy I found. Judge my men, knocked down to the ground, ready to stone. I know I was wrong, but so were they. That's why they're gone. Your grace defended me. Your love apprehended me. The rocks were aimed at me. But you acquitted me.
I think about the time I was so confused Living life without you Searching for peace But unanswered questions Heard many voices Very little direction But what I found in you Say my words just can't explain I want to be close to you was Natasha Maxey and the incomparable Jason Cosby. Can't help but love you off the pilot Guilty by Disassociation soundtrack. What's up, world? Here goes some real talk for you. Get that hate out your heart. I'll never forget the movie He Got Game. Jake Shuttlesworth, the convict, is trying to reconnect with his basketball phenom son. At some point, he realizes he is up against bitterness and resentment, and he says to his son, boy, get that hate out your heart. His message to him was that hatred would cause him to self-destruct. In the same way, I contend that many of us are paralyzed by the hatred we harbor in our hearts. Many of us are determined to hold on to pain, resentment, and mistreatment from others and sometimes don't even remember what the offense was. We're losing sleep and fighting a battle while the person we're angry at has moved on with their lives. Holding that hatred and thinking it will affect that person is like drinking poison and expecting somebody else to die from it. That's super silly. If we could just manage to spread a little love, 
the family, the church, the schools, the world would be in much better shape. In the model prayer, Jesus said, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. The implication of the master here is simple, that we should not ask God for forgiveness, pardon, or unconditional love, which he gives so freely, if we are unwilling to give it to others. Listen, friends, we can't afford to hate someone who is doing better than we are. Work harder. Don't hate those who judge and mistreat based off of racial prejudice. Feel sorry for them. Don't waste energy hating someone who has made negative comments about you. Just make sure their words are not your reality. At the end of the day, love prevails. Love heals. Love restores. Love never fails. On the other hand, hatred is toxic. Hate consumes and controls. Hate divides and destroys. No good thing can come from hating your brother, sister, parent, or even your enemy. At the end of the day, get that hate out your heart. Listen, family, I want you to be free. I want you to enjoy walking in the liberty of knowing that I don't have any offense, any hatred, any resentment, any malice in my heart. I'm walking in the love of God every day. It's Pastor Free, the lead pastor of the Abundant Life Church, where better life in Christ begins, and we're living it up. Till next time, live life abundantly. <laughs> ah, love. Hey family, I'm super excited because we're working on a new project that we'll release on Palm Sunday. A hip hopera called Do G's Get to Go to Heaven? I'm retelling the gospel through the contemporary eyes of the repentant thief Dismas that died on the cross next to Jesus. Help me spread the word and get prepared to see something that's going to bless your life. Listen, this is the conclusion of our time together. I pray that you've been tremendously blessed and I speak an abundance of favor over your weekend. Don't forget to tune back in to our Free Indeed Friday next week. Remember, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Till next time, live life abundantly. Listen, friends, if you've been blessed by this podcast, you need to make your way over to our website, www.freetheletterndministries.com. On our site, you can find everything from movies to live recordings and studio records. Uh, also, my first book, God Wants Me. You can follow us on all social media outlets. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Our handle is at free, the letter N, D-M-I-N. Please believe we got some amazing things in store and you don't want to miss one moment of it. So go ahead and follow us. Like do it like right now. Like go check it out. Like 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 right now. Right now.